ET Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of ET Network. I'm your host, Deadman. With me, as always, my brother Mustard and Paul fucking Mattingly, the man, the myth, the legend, is joining us today. And today's episode is brought to you by Goth Hooters. Staffed by big titty goth GFs, fish nets, and wings for days. Use code my eyes are up here for 20% off. All right, Goth Hooters. <laughs> goth Hooters is probably doing better than normal Hooters. You see all the controversy with them. Dude, yes. Wait, what's going on with Hooters? Oh, no. Hooters has uh, just recently tried to make all their waitresses wear these insanely short shorts. Like, you thought the shorts were short before. They're basically like, put on a thong and go serve some wings. Pretty much, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it blew up on uh, TikTok and whatnot, so I think their corporate is backing away from the heat. Well, that's sad. Yeah, the, I, I mean, <laughs> no, no, I, I, nobody should have to look like a circus freak to do their job unless exactly. you're actually in the circus. Uh, no, no, thank no, you. No, no so one should bucks. look. 50 bucks is, is, the, is the card set. 50 bucks. All right. well, oh, invest okay, now, yeah. Mustard. Well, that's invest what now, that's, dude. That's what I paid for mine. So I'm not going to invest now. Yet. <laughs> invest I, now. Well, again, I don't know. Signs and shit. You, you never know what magic card set is going to blow up right yeah and it's all just individual cards and things like that like, um i remember I, the red pirate deck the red pirate deck all of a sudden like blew the fuck up when way back in the day it's no, it's like, always it's it, and it depends on how the rules change suddenly a yeah. card that's not worth anything can be worth you know Everything. tons yeah because it just happens to Dude, for work real. really and well for a certain combo i was just about to say it all depends it depends on a lot of things it depends on like popularity <laughs> And it depends on um, <clears throat> playability of the card. Like, if mm -hmm. the card is actually beneficial to the player, like, in, like, a battle, then, yeah, it's it's going to be worth a lot of money. Like, that's how a lot of, like, the full art trainers are with Pokemon cards. Yes. Like, a lot of those are, like, add three whatever to your deck or add three whatever to your hand. And, like, those cards go for, like, an astronomical amount because they're so useful in actual mm -hmm. play. In actual yeah. play, and they're not Dude, banned yet. Yeah. Check this out. Wait. Uh-oh. We got <laughs> We're all just showing off our nerd shit. I, well, that's fine. That's what Paul comes here for. I gotta show like, you here in Geek Shock, it's his oh, safe space. Oh, man. Look at this. I'm Jelly Beans, dude. Look at that bad boy right there. I am Jelly Beans. Woo! <laughs> and then I have a bunch Woo, of... Uh, daddy. Just all these shinies. Look at you. <laughs> Crushing it, son. Yeah, and then uh, I got all these in uh, in North Dakota, dude. I went over there yeah. for vacation. Spent like $1,000 in Pokemon cards. <laughs> just like, fuck it. Like golden, golden one right there. It's uh, it's an investment. A lot oh, yeah. of these. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. I don't buy my stuff to sell it, but having gone through a big purge of necessity, I was able to pay for my move by getting rid of toys. Nice, <laughs> like I yeah, seriously like, paid for my move by by selling a, a chunk of my collection. Yeah, like, oh, all, all my shit I have for me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this is all my stuff. I'm, I'm I have no plans of selling it, but. Uh, I remember somebody was somebody told me I think it was Hangle was like oh well it's like fucking Beanie Babies you know like I'm like yeah except I'm planning on keeping mine I'm not buying mine for like oh I'm gonna buy the special edition fucking Gene Simmons Beanie Baby because <laughs> in 15 years he's never gonna do anything wrong and I can sell yeah. it like no nah. well no but the thing of Pokemon cards is like I don't have plans to sell them currently but say the economy does crash and our only currency <laughs> left is pokemon cards mm -hmm. i'm sick <laughs> i might be trading it in for a mansion or something in like yeah 20 years. who knows this stuff it might it might be worth absolutely nothing it might be worth gold you never know yeah never i have know. i have at least three pops 
that I can think of right now that are worth like five, four to five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I'm not selling any of them. That's not that's not uncommon. That's not uncommon at all. Yeah, uh, what you, what dude. Paul, the reason I asked about toys was because like, dude, recently I, I've been watching this guy called Froggy Flips on uh, YouTube, mm-hmm. and basically what this guy does is he goes like to like garage sales and stuff, and he purchases like old toys that people just have in their house just like laying around from like the 90s and 80s and he looks them up and they're worth like hundreds of dollars for like complete sets and stuff it's pretty insane mm-hmm. like have ah, you ever okay. have you ever like done that have you ever gone like gone to the like, garage sale or like anything like that looking for old toys no not really in the early 2000s i really got into uh video game collecting classic mm-hmm. game collecting so before yeah. it was a, a thing you mm-hmm. know, like 99, that's when I started buying a bunch of, like, for instance, the most expensive uh, classic game that I purchased around that time, I got a copy of Super Nintendo uh, Chrono Trigger for like 40 bucks. Oh, you lucky yeah. bastard. Nice. But that was, that was the going rate. That was the height of, that was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you spent 40 bucks on a classic cart. That was the most expensive classic cart you yeah. could buy. Yeah. Period. Uh, and so I had everything that I wanted from my, uh, got out my my old childhood library and more so I ended up with like 60 uh old uh nest carts uh you know with good 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 games and all this kind of thing as i let that whole collection go but that was at, at trading shows and dedicated mom and pop game shops yeah, yeah. i never really did the uh flea market or garage, garage sale hunt. no i never got I, that it seems like that's it. the move man it's now like, it is yeah. now it is i think yeah, garage sales are just like go. Like, uh, people are just getting rid of and purging all the shit that made our childhoods cool. And, like, mm-hmm. turns out that people are like-minded and see a lot of value in those old things. And I feel like if COVID wasn't such a thing, I'd probably be starting my own little fucking business on eBay or something. <laughs> well, I have a friend who does a lot of work on eBay. And so yeah. uh, when I was getting rid of a bunch of comic books, and you see, I still have tons of comic books, but I got rid of a ton of comic books but (laughs) i gave him a bunch but then i also gave him some that he's going to commission out for me so i'm getting a little chunk of change as those books sell um which is great um from his thing but yeah i've got stuff that i hadn't looked at in 15 years 20 years and you know just it's not serving me right now somebody else can enjoy it and i can use the money to buy new collectibles that i'm actually Digging on, I gotta, nice. gotta, gotta make it a little bit leaner and meaner every now and then. But and yeah. and that's the thing, right? Like, I don't, I don't want to sell anything I have to a repurposed shop. I don't want to do that. I would rather make sure that something I have goes directly into the hands of somebody who I know is going to appreciate it. Yeah, if you can do that, I mean, that's optimal. But it's just really hard to find somebody to do that with all the. I did the stranger in the back. That's my stranger <laughs> oh, wife. I- are you in the wrong house again, man? I am. I wandered into the wrong house. It happens. It God happens. damn it! It's so, all the same. 7B in the wrong. No, house. we're in. We're in the middle of of some real uh, BS today because uh, we we went out uh, and to the to the porch uh, in the front yard and we're like we you know we smell some 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 gas type smell and sure enough. Oh. Uh, we have gas leak. <laughs> so no. We, yeah, we had to call the guys to come out and. You already checked it out, so our gas is off. So we got no hot water for the time being. Uh, Hopefully, within another couple days, that'll get remedied. But we have no hot water. 
We've had no washer dryer that's been delayed oh. uh, being delivered. So we've been doing laundromat for the last couple months. Um, but I mean, first world problems. We're fine. Literally you know? first world. I mean, like, like at this point, you're like, it's a fucking lateral move right now. Yeah, absolutely. I went, from an apartment, I went from an apartment in Vegas to a house in, in, in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Same shit, you know, but there's always going to be some issues. And of course, when you first move in, you know, there's always stuff going on, but it just kind of bums me that this rotten looking pipe, I'm like, I could look at that and see that's not going to hold up, but <laughs> I guess the inspection, that's not part of the, the deal. Yeah. Yeah. But. It makes you want to call the inspector of the house and just be like, mm-hmm. I need you to come the fuck back out here yeah. and explain yourself. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully our insurance will cover it. Knock wood. Knock um, on wood. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll yeah. see how that goes. If not, Merry Christmas gas leak. Oh, <laughs> I mean, like, and, and, but you know what? It, it's it's fine because right now I know in Pennsylvania it's starting to cool, but it's yes. not cold. It's so not you, cold yet. No, I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt today, and it's it's cool for sure. Uh, I'm probably silly to be wearing that, but um, yeah. And I'm I'm kind of enjoying this is what this was my plan to be able to to rock shorts and a t-shirt in colder weather uh, to to just kind of relax. I wear I wear shorts and regular t-shirts to work all the way up until like 30 degrees, like 27 degrees. And I, I like everybody at work is looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, I lived in the desert for 30 years. Mm-hmm. This don't bother me. Yeah, dude. It changes you up. It Times are hard up. over here in El Paso, Texas, dog. It's dude, sucks. yeah. It's fucking 64 degrees outside right now. Very sunny. It's that's why he's yeah. washed out. It's not that he's white. Right now, oh, it's, very, it's very sunny. <laughs> That's nuts, man. It's yeah. 57 and raining here in my in my city, and it's going to get low to 51. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's going to get cold tonight for us, and we're supposed to be getting some rain soon. Man, look at us uh, talking about the weather. Damn, hey, that's, weird. that's what it's about, parking and weather, baby. <laughs> I, don't have one. Oh, I don't have a parking and weather jingle. God damn it. That's what people want to know about. <laughs> yeah, parking and weather. <laughs> no, they, on, on ICS, they do have a parking and weather jingle. <laughs> oh, that's, fucking, that's awesome, dude. We even used to do that on Geek Shock. That was a, that was a yeah. big thing oh, from wow. 80s Jeff. 80s Jeff would always talk about how the parking was at different events that he went to. And we're like, uh, we're asking you about the Star Trek premiere. <laughs> Not about where you put your goddamn car, but it was really funny anyway. So, oh, I mean, um, yeah. that's where he got it from, Lofus. So, uh, yeah, Lofus says this, that's why he loves making the predator sound around me. <laughs> he, like, he's smart though, because he always does it when he's in my eyesight. Like, if I can see him, he'll do it, he's safe. <laughs> if he does it and I can't see him, there's problems and there's holes in the wall, you know. Because like, <laughs> that, was, that was something like we were talking about with props to history. He was like, Oh, well, if somebody jump scared me, it's something I'm afraid of. I'd be looking at the costume and how they made it and stuff like that. I'm like, That's fucking great, bro. Like, that's your mentality. I'm a writer and I'm a horror writer. That's not my mentality. <laughs> my mentality is that one one in infinite chances, that's my luck. I'm the one in infinite. You know, just that that's Something's it. Coming to get you. That's it. Yeah. Like that, that's it's one in infinite chances. Somebody jumps out in a xenomorph costume and hisses it at me. Any other any other person in the world would be like, oh, that's a cool costume. You kind of scared me. No, me, I'm putting six into it. <laughs> if there's a person in there, I will get them help. Getting the whole bouquet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it is if it is not a person in there, that was a one and I survived it. So I'm good with it. You know what I mean? Like 
there's just there's just things you don't jump out at people at. Like for me, it's Zenos. Like mustard, it's you know, children. What about you, Paul? Things that just I'm done and I'm freaking I'm done. Yeah, uh, like you like uh, if you if you carry something in your house to bash that thing with that pops out, what would it be? Roaches from the last year of my life at that apartment. Mm. <laughs> I see roaches. I'm just like, oh, I got to a point where I was just like, bam, with my own hand. I didn't even oh, care. Oh, like, oh. I was just so <laughs> I just Fuck. didn't even, it was bad. It was bad. That place got real bad. And I was, I was really worried that maybe we would have like some hangers on coming out here, but no, not the case. We have spiders here, but they would take care of the roaches, I suppose. So yeah. it doesn't really happen. So that's, it's a whole different uh, biosphere out here, but we haven't had any kind of real insect problem since we got into the new apartment, which I'm very, very great. Our new house, which I'm very grateful for. Um, yeah. So, but roaches really get on my last freaking nerve man Ugh. i go on i go on the warpath dude i gotta like do you have an instagram paul um yes yeah i I'm believe it's a famous paul oh uh, i think i, I think you gotta you gotta start posting it might just be paul like collection dude i haven't oh. had it out on display for two years that's the problem <laughs> let's also not forget the idea that you know a lot of people know what city and state he's in, so it's like, huh, I'm about to up my collection. Poor Paul. <laughs> a thousand and one followers now. That sucks. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to break that off. The... Oh, no, that's great. That's great. Please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is it the famous Paul, or is it Paul no, Mattingly? No, it's Paul Mattingly. Yeah. It is Paul Mattingly. Yeah, I, just have Paul... Yeah. I actually got Paul Mattingly on IG, so that's kind of cool. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah, I was able to land that one. Um... <laughs> yeah, we had to stick with VT Network 2 for everything. Yeah. Viral, mm. trends, viral trends network dude <laughs> they're dead they're, they're they're a defunct company like they don't even yeah. exist anymore but they still hang on they to everything to the name VTN. yeah i'm like fuck that's why we called our uh company hey scoops nobody uses the name hey scoops and it has hey, so many hey connotations scoops. hey scoops llc is super we safe should hit, we should hit them with like an offer for the domain we should hit them with, i have like, i'll give I you have. like i'll give you like a 25 dollar gift card to like sonic <laughs> no, no, all right. <laughs> oh, I've actually, I've actually made uh, an offer. <laughs> Thirty and a fiver to Wendy's. Yeah, get you to get you the uh, get you the ocean water uh, Route Forty Four size. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that sounds right. delicious right now. No, though it suck. It really does suck though having like two after the name because like you, you just want it to be VTN or yeah, like sure. VTN, you just want it. Yeah, yeah. The, mm -hmm. the whole. Yeah, you know, good job on getting Paul Mattingly on on Insta. <laughs> yeah, that's a feat. Yeah, it I is. was in it there. Really I was in there. Good. I've been in on Insta for a while, so yeah, I got in kind of early there. Now, I wanted to talk about something with you. You said that you haven't been cinematically surprised since The Matrix. Have you had done mm -hmm. re rethink that rethink that statement, or is it still just the truth for you? I don't know that anything's really like just shocked my world. Like when I went in blind and was like, "Wow." Um, I'll try i'll think i'll think i think I, I i no i think i don't think i have um i think i've been pleasantly you know uh not exactly surprised i've just been pleased with the right. quality of like winter soldier i thought went above and beyond very much uh, so. as far as uh you know superhero type film right but no i can't really think of anything that just was, was like, just oh, mind blowing. No, no, not for a, not for a while. Maybe that's just a product too of my age. 
because I've it seen so much stuff, you know. Yeah, and I've seen a lot. I have a that's the other giant collection I have is all my DVDs that mm. I'm going to build a nice display for. <laughs> um, that you know, I've, I've seen I've seen a lot of stuff, so it takes a lot to uh, surprise me. Halloween Kills. I started watching last night. It's boring. Um, Candyman. I gotta watch that. Candyman's good, but it's of its time very much. Have you seen the new one? I haven't seen the new one. I think you're gonna like the is new it, one. Is it streaming anywhere right now? Uh, HBO I, Max, I think. Okay. I you can buy it though. It's not like rented. It's like, oh, you have to buy it special yeah, outside of like the 20, other. Thing? It's like twenty something, twenty bucks. Hmm. Maybe. I'll wait. If yeah. if you became <laughs> if you became a co-host of this podcast, I would get you access to all these movies for free. Oh. Yeah, mustard has mustard has it. DJ has it. Like all of all, of, like all three of us have access through the network that we belong to to all these brand new movies. So wow, I think you're gonna like the new Candyman because I like what they did with it. They updated the story and the relevance as to what happened and how the story was supposed to be told. Like, and we talked about it a little bit on the show, like a little while ago. But I said that before, Candyman was. The Candyman was the, the the result and not the method, and this time around, Candyman is the method, not the result. So okay. therefore, like what happens overall, like the gentrification uh, and stuff like that, and the racism that happens in the art world and stuff like that happens, and Candyman is kind of a result of it. So um, versus yeah. you know, Candyman's this big bad Jason like boogeyman who just goes around murdering people. Mm-hmm. And so there's this time around when he kills somebody or something or, you know what I mean? Ha- something happens. There is a purpose to it and there is a reason for it. And, you know, there's even rules defined for it versus last time. It was just like, oh, fucking Candyman just showed up. And well, yeah. And the original was very weird because they oh, were gosh. structuring it with that whole, you know, he was a victim. Yeah. Well, which, I mean, like, but then he, tech- but then he was just, <laughs> he was just arbitrarily killing other that victims it's just it's yeah, like, what, what what you know that, that, it, it, candy man reminds me of uh the tiktok i keep seeing occasionally it was like uh when you know they they pop up those um stitches you know it's like stitch something to this and the question is yeah like, what is something that the paranormal community is not ready to hear and uh <clears throat> i've seen many versions of this but it's essentially a if ghosts could in fact do living people physical harm there would be far fewer caucasians left in the world and it's like yeah just think about it it's you know come on uh yeah it's just <laughs> it's, it's 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 pretty it's pretty weird so they, i think they could have really done a lot of interesting stuff I, that's a, it's a tightrope walk though to make that how do you make a horror movie that's also a, a politically informed message film can that even be done like the only the only political information that horror films thrived on back in the day or political messages i should say was don't have premarital sex (laughs) like that was that was kind of their whole raison d'etre was like if you're fucking you're gonna get killed that's it Um, you enjoy you enjoy pleasures of the flesh yeah well well hello uh hello miss faith in the chat hello oh uh, hello miss faith i'm yes, sorry hated it. Not scary, uh scary. yeah my girlfriend susan sorry whether she hated uh she hated Candyman. she said it was not scary and i told her the original one wasn't even supposed to be scary it's okay, supposed wait, to be on. about something hold on, hold on. Huh. uh 
Yeah, and some of the earliest iterations of like uh, horror movies were based around actual like uh, political, commentary, political and social uh, commentary. Like the first Night of the Living Dead from 1962. Mm-hmm. 1969. Uh, 1969. That's actually about segregation and uh, based on the theme of like racism. And it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty sick how we, you kind of do have like various themes throughout like horror movies in the 80s and 90s of feminism mm-hmm. and of, um, you know, justice of, uh, you know, the P word and all that stuff. And like with, uh, I mean, like, yeah, even uh, Freddy and all that stuff. You know, that it's, it's one. Just, yeah, Freddy. That's what I'm trying to talk about. Yeah. But it's well, just, I mean, it's pretty so crazy. Like, like how 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 Candyman? Hold on, bitch! I'm sorry. How Candyman ahead, ahead. continues that tradition. There. Okay, I'm done. Okay, yeah. so like <laughs> a, a lot of people don't like to admit about what Freddy Krueger did and why he was burned alive by the town. Nobody really likes to admit that. So when the remake came out and they plain out just fucking said it, so many people were were upset. Mm-hmm. And I think Mustard had the best take on this. What was it, Mustard, about waking up on a Tuesday? Oh, right. I was like, well, they don't just burn the fucking guy alive for no reason. Like, yeah, the whole, like, they had to be, they had to be upset about something, right? <laughs> like, they didn't just wake up on a Tuesday. Just fuck this guy. <laughs> well, they, yeah, I mean, he, he'd, he'd killed the children, but didn't the remake, I haven't seen the remake, but didn't the remake insinuate more that he had been more of a molester and, and well, a murderer? I think both of them insinuated. The original did, too. Yeah. They the did insinuate that a little bit. Oh, yeah. loud, heavily. It okay. just, it just like, it just like. I mean, he's a freak. One. There's no two ways about it. Freddy's yeah. a freak. Well, let's let's look at let's look at some of the sexual. Like, look at this. Like, he was only really sexual with Nancy. Yeah. The licking of the phone every mm-hmm. time she visited her, she was in a nightdress. He controls the dreams. She was always in a nightdress. Everybody yeah. else was in their normal clothes. He was a molester. The yeah. reason he killed the children is so he wouldn't get caught. And they even say that collecting the evidence. You remember a judge got fat, a lawyer got famous and a, a child killer got off and that was freddie in this remake they stopped dancing around the idea and just playing out said he was a molester and a killer mm. and so uh a lot of people didn't like that but i'm like well they said it in the original you just didn't pay attention you just wanted to see a guy with a glove kill people and so the whole context of the of, the, of it was lost yeah but i mean yeah. uh like the that, idea that could of, be another like uh you know, social law kind of commentary thing that of mob happens. mentality. Yeah, yeah, and mob mentality creates a worse monster. Or just like of, of like basically of horror movies being based around like serious topics, right? That's basically yeah. what we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's uh, crazy. Mister Weather says the original gave me nightmares. It's the only movie to only movie to ever do that. And she says Child Killer was what Freddy was. Have he was you, also a molester. Have you seen Malignant, Paul? No, I haven't seen that yet. What? Oh, come on, Paul! You're <laughs> killing me. It's 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 so right up your alley. It's Is that the so one up your alley? I think I did. I think I started it. Is that the one with the poster artwork of like the big sharp spike going into the eye? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I I think I did start it. I didn't I didn't finish it. I oh, it's I mean, it's, it's even, right up your. alley. I didn't watch much of it. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll I'll check it out then. I'll check it out. It's cliche. It's I 80s. hated it. <laughs> hated what, it. I love. What, it. I hated what, it. How's it start? How's the very beginning? Uh, they're in. A, they're in a mental asylum. They're trying to hold something down. Uh, it's. It's really Sam Raimi-ish. A lot of reds and stupid supercuts and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, really bad, really badly delivered lines. Really bad. Acting. That might have been why I bailed. 
Yeah, I think I did. Just I, stick around. I, I Dude, got the out. First, the first five minutes are probably the worst of that okay. movie. Yeah, all right, for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, I might give it a second day in court then. Oh, uh, please you, do, you please do. Just, just take, take, a, take a, take a sleeper on it. You know what I mean? Just sleep on it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that movie is awful. <laughs> but it's supposed to be, uh, it's supposed to be like a, a trope thing. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be filled with all these horror tropes, and so. Uh, James Wan is just having fun with the concept of a of a faceless killer and all of the all the eighties like if you liked Basket Case you'll like the twist to this one that's mm. all I'm gonna say okay I'll, I'll take my hands off for that uh, yeah. <laughs> SpongeBob socks bad CG didn't like it Miss Miss uh, Miss Darkweather says I mean that's fine I mean like if you were in on the joke for uh, uh malignant you were in on the joke if you weren't in on the joke it looks like a stupid fucking movie mm-hmm. but it is like it is it is it is really good to me so i mean so okay so the in what way did the matrix blow your mind that you haven't had like with anything else well i think i was young enough and a lot of those ideas i was unfamiliar with uh with you know where computer processing was going where multiverse theories were going um right. all that kind of stuff uh you know uh, yeah so I, th- I think it was just right time for me i hadn't even really done any i think more than anything it poked my brain to look into things a little bit more okay. and, and and just and it made me curious to know more about uh those kinds of things and args were just coming around becoming things and, yeah you know you know it was just the right time right moment and, and i was the right age and i hated the sequels i didn't even i didn't even see the third one in the theater i saw the second one i was just i i was in tears nearly of just how badly they botched it i loved them (laughs) but yeah i've heard all kinds of different stories about why why it went different but who knows Oh, I mean, like, uh, depending on depending on what aspect you're talking about, like, there there usually is a reason. Like, there usually yeah. is like what the Wachowskis, you know, the Wachowskis, uh, like with Sense Eight, like on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? I haven't watched Sense Eight. Yes, Sense Eight is is like one of these really wild concepts, and it's really really wild. And you're just like, that's kind of neat. I like the way they did this, and I like the way they approached it, and I like the uh, the the characters in it. But like with the Wachowskis, a lot of times they they approach a studio or uh, a producer or something. They have this wild fucking idea, and they just think because of their name they're going to get the funding for it, or they're going to get the permission to do it. And with the Matrix two and three, and even the Matrix video games, uh, they had really grand grandiose ideas. But of course, Warner Brothers was like, "We want to we want to tap the overhead. We want to make sure our our our." our income is going to far outweigh what we pay for this. So uh, when they did like the, the massive burly brawl in the second movie, uh, you know what I mean? Like with, with, with Smith and all that other stuff yeah. and how it was such a horrible fucking mess of CG. They mm-hmm. shot that practically that was done in real fucking life. Right. But to not pay the stuntmen, to not pay the choreographer and to not pay uh, Keanu Reeves uh, safety safety per minute on film they were like fuck it scrap the whole thing start from cg and that's what happened with it yeah but yeah there's like even if you watch the fight now there is interspersing shots of uh keanu reeves doing practical effects yeah guys yeah well i've seen stuff popping up now uh, just recently of all the they had a ton of actual agent smiths in prosthetic Mm -hmm. makeup and everything yeah 
interesting. Yeah, they made a they made a mask of Hugo Weaving, and uh, right. every day on set, he's like he's checking how far back his hairline goes. And he's just <laughs> like, like he made a joke about it on the, one of the vignettes. He was like, he was like, every day I wake up and I go, ah, it's it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And I come to work and see a mask of myself, and I go, Jesus, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so he was kind of making fun of himself. So and uh, they were doing. Uh, they were also doing like. Uh, the 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 bump the bump tests right so like they have motorcycle and stunt armor mm-hmm. underneath all their stuff so Hugo Weaving you see this vignette of of uh, of fucking Keanu Reeves literally kicking the stuntman and Hugo Weaving just to just to do the bump test to see Test if they it. needed more. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you see like the the stuntman they put their hands up to take the hit, they put the hit, take the and then you see Hugo Weaving he runs up at the very end like a dork and then puts his chest out and then gets kicked and he just pounds his chest <laughs> mm-hmm. so i'm just like this guy's fucking weird he's like he's a class act but he's playing like my one of my favorite villains of all time mm-hmm. besides the besides the new matrix paul any other movies you excited coming out dude yeah mm-hmm. what do you think of the new matrix uh well I, i'm excited for it yes. i'm glad to see you know let's keep let's go let's see what happens i'm i'm, I'm yeah i'm trying i stay away from trailers i don't really look into again i try to be surprised by films that's that's why it's hard it's hard to surprise me, especially if I've seen the trailer. So yeah. I, I, I'm trying to trying to get get surprised. I like to be go into a film with nothing, as uh, yeah. I can. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest of uh, the Kevin Smith Masters of the Universe stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm re- I'm really enjoying the for kids CGI one. If you haven't watched that, He Man oh, and Masters of the Universe it. series, it's great. It's great. Um, you know, simple stuff, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, the uh, let's see, movie Stuff wise, like that is timeless. You know, I really want to get like a watch know. party together when uh, on December twenty second when the Matrix comes out. And I want Paul to be with us. Would you be down, Mustard? Is it going to be on no. Netflix or what's it going to be on HBO Max? Uh, yeah, I'll watch it. Do like, they do a watch along like Netflix did? Is there is there an app that can do that? Yeah, you, there's like a browser thing that you can do a watch party. Yeah, I can for, fix it. <laughs> yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, I've got HBO Max. Um, that could be cool. Um, a, for the new Batman dude. Oh yeah, I am actually. Uh, again, staying away from trailers. I've seen some images and stuff. I've seen Lego stuff. I've seen the remote control car oh, that uh, nice. Mattel yeah. has made. Did you, did you see that thing? Yeah, no, I did. Two hundred dollars. No, like more like six hundred. Is it six hundred now? Yeah, it's like five hundred. Oh, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. very expensive for a very detailed remote controlled yeah, Batmobile car. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, too much. Yeah. No, I, I'll <laughs> probably get the uh, the um, Bat or the, the Lego version of it. Okay. I, w- I wouldn't mind the Lego version, version of it. I, I mean, like, that. yeah, I would do that. We saw we saw the trailer on the last show of uh, mm-hmm. the new Batman and how like how much footage they released and I can honestly tell you that trailer it gives away a lot it yeah, does dude. give away a lot however th- there is enough meat left on those bones for me to simply go I don't understand I why in like movies trailers nowadays they just decide to put the best fucking parts in the trailer nowadays like it's it's been a thing for like the last 10 years that that's been going on right like mm-hmm. the funniest YouTube. scenes are in the fucking trailer of the movie and like, YouTube yep yeah YouTube. I don't I don't want to see it <laughs> I want to uh, see the movie I'm with you I'm with you yeah <laughs> I, I can honestly say because of YouTube because like they'll send out they'll send out uh, uh like three or four minute spots to uh reviewers right and then they'll send out uh 
like the, the normal vignettes and the normal trailers to to social media but it led for the last 12 to 15 years we've seen all these influencers and uh people on the internet leak footage from uh from uh, uh closed circles and they're like well how could you have this footage you have to be an insider you have to be a reviewer but nobody can find where they leaked this footage from so to, to stay ahead of the fucking curve uh the studios are just like they just do just it put themselves. the whole fucking thing out bro yeah like the last big leak was deadpool think about it yeah yeah, since then, since then, like everything's gone downhill because, like, when Deadpool leaked, all of these, all of these companies were like, "Well, we can't fuck around with any kind of concepts or anything else like that. It'll just end up on the internet, anyways." It all does. Are wow. you excited? Uh, what is? Is there a Marvel movie you're excited about? Nothing that's been announced. Blade. Oh, oh yeah, true. I'm interested to see how they handle Blade. Hashtag, no, hashtag not my blade. No, he's well, not I mean, because they replaced Wesley. Yeah, I mean that that is a bummer, but you know, maybe he's got a cameo. I, I I've heard maybe? it said I've heard it said that he's going to be on set uh, because he was executive producer and producer for the second and third movies, and also for uh, I think one of the TV spots that they did. I've heard he's going to be on set, so I don't know if this is like going to be a passing of the torch or this is just going to be like a solid from the ground reboot either way not my blade hashtag not my blade i don't want it well when i had all my marvel films set up my blade blu-ray trilogy dvd is first before old hulk before uh. Ang Lee's hulk <laughs> or any of it like it's that's the beginning of the marvel universe for me and i mean the real beginning of the marvel universe is all those old cartoons right yeah, whether I, people I would, understand that or not, <laughs> I yeah. would say the beginning of the Marvel, the MCU started yes. with Blade. It was the first Marvel movie to have the scrolling credits, uh, the, the the scrolling Marvel at the beginning of it. It was mm -hmm. the first. Uh, it was the first movie to actually include uh, canon from the comics, mm -hmm. like uh, well, the reboot of the comics. I should say. I think that's the safe thing to say. You know, sure. the original. The original Blade was this Afro-wearing disco shirt dude whose only abilities were he's immune to vampires, and that's it. <laughs> it was it was hip Blackula back in the day. Hey, hey man, you know what? Disco Blackula. That shit's sold. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. <laughs> Give me Disco Blackula, please. We want it. I want Disco want Disco Daywalking Blackula is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Matter of fact, we should just create a comic, Disco Daywalking Blackula. Disco Daywalk. I'm I'm in. I'm in. Mm -hmm. I'm down. I'll I'll drop some concepts for I'll it. Start the animations right now. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! Fucking, it was so ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. But that's, but that's exactly what they did with. Uh, they they made that character basically for uh, Venture Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Disco Daywalking Blackula is is part of the triad. <laughs> so funny. It was so bad and so like racistly cliche, like the the original Blade comics, and then he got a hard reboot right before the Blade movie came out in 1999. Mm -hmm. uh, or was it 97? When was the original Blade? When did the original Blade come out? Must be. Uh, I think it was it was 97 or 98. I think it was 98, I want to say. 
But uh, <laughs> Grave Robber says the Blade uh, box office revenues launched the MCU. It was 98. It did launch the MCU. It, it launched the idea that people were more interested in grounded superheroes. Because yeah. Blade's an asshole. Then He's we an have interesting character. He is. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I so like it's like like speaking of surprises and disappointments, I can honestly say that I'm very disappointed in Marvel for making some promises that we just didn't fucking get. We were promised, uh, we were promised a uh, a Tony cameo in 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 Black Widow. That didn't happen. I don't know if it's part of the special features or whatever, but that never happened. We were promised Disco Day Walking Black Black Widow. <laughs> We got Blade instead. I don't I guess. mind that one. I don't mind that one. The I hard guess. reboot was in '96. The hard reboot was in '96, where we got the tactical blade that we have now. And uh, I'm so much fucking grateful. I'm so much more grateful for that. Just imagine in 1998, just this dude walking out with fucking. It would have looked like Black Dynamite. Which again. Hear me I out. Have no problem with Black Dynamite. Exactly. <laughs> that that's that that whole 70s vibe in the 90s would have yep. been like 2001 vibe right now. See, yeah. we would have appreciated it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Afro Samurai, all that thing. Yeah. Uh, you what know, a that? movie that I do look forward to in a cringe way is the new Spawn. I, first oh, of all, hey. don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah. Because McFarlane is the king of liars. Uh, but also, like, it's supposed to be Jamie Foxx. It's supposed to be Al Simmons. And the time is a ticking on that one to where he can yeah. actually do that. Do he that. Old? Yeah. Hey, Jamie Foxx yeah. is already 50. He's getting up he's there. Now, I mean, he could do it. I'm yeah. not saying he couldn't do it. He absolutely could. But you know, Michael I mean, B. Jordan is probably—I don't know if he oh, wants to do it though. That would be the shit. I mean, he'd be the great. And forget it. But oh, the, the, I, I watched this video about Spawn because I've—I've been a Spawn nut job forever. But I—I—I I, I hate the comic. I do. I hate the comic. And it was so funny to watch this guy's review of Spawn, and and he's he's dead right. It's just it's it's. The art is interesting, and what the book accomplished from a creator control standpoint is remarkable. Yes. And the toys for me, the fact that it created <laughs> all these awesome toys on it. But everything about the story and the execution on that comic book is hot trash. Wow. Hot trash. Have you read any spawn? I have not. Right, right. Because no one ever said, hey, man, you got to read this Spawn. Yeah. Because no one in their right mind would ever say, hey, you got to read this Spawn. Now, people might say, look at this picture. Look at this, you know, two-page spread. But no one's ever going to be like, read this issue. This is the one. No, it's all hot trash. All of it. You're right. Though. I've it. only seen like picture, and it looks it looks cool. It's right? beautiful. It it's looks beautiful. Yeah. And he's been wise enough to allow other artists to tinker and play in that sandbox from time to time. But he put Bendis on the Sam and Twitch <laughs> book back in the day, and so this is when I was still buying Spawn regularly for no I, good reason. I, 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 I think Spawn 
appealed to that edgy teen vibe. Oh, sure, sure. But I was not had. an edgy teen anymore. <laughs> I was a I was a 24-year-old man. Uh, <laughs> but uh <laughs> well, I mean when it first came out, I was like I was 17, so it was fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I, I was 13, 14, and like I remember reading it. I remember reading Spawn and going like, "Oh my God, this is so much more violent than X Men. It's so much more violent than incredibly DC. Incredibly adult." Yeah, and he's saying "fuck you" to the villain, and the villain is talking and about raping someone. I'm like, dumbest ideas. Yeah, it's just a hodgepodge of of, of <laughs> shock crap and dumb ideas. Wow. It's terrible. Uh, but it's uh, like if ICP wrote a comic, it is kind of. But Bendis, yeah. Bendis wrote. <laughs> Bendis wrote a really great, like 13 issue crime thriller for Sam and Twitch. And that book, zoop, yeah. And I've, I, I don't think I've still got that run somewhere. I meant to keep it. Uh, and then uh, McFarland couldn't stand it and took over the book. And of course, it went right in the trash because he doesn't know what he's doing as no. far as writing a book. No. He, he knows what he's doing insofar as stringing you along for 300 issues he's done a good job on that and he did get me to buy issue 300 but when i bought and read issue 300 i was like oh yeah now i remember why i stopped reading spawn <laughs> now i remember why fuck you <laughs> well it's just there's just nothing there it's all nothing it's all look at the look at oh i'm this cool new guy nothing happens i'm this cool new guy i've got a cool new power nothing changes He's still dealing with the same villains that he dealt with in the from the jump. He killed Malbolgia. He's gone. Nothing happened. Nope. He, the armies right, are still there. He should be the king of that realm of hell. That circle of hell should be his. And remember uh what what was the Hell Prince story where there was supposed to be like seven or eight of them and we saw three? Well, the, the 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 kids, the the yeah. the, hell, the hellborn kid, violator, yeah. vertebraker, uh, yeah, all, all those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I think I only remember them introducing three of them. Yeah, we were, were supposed, supposed to have more, like this whole his whole his whole dynasty of yeah. Koopa, Koopa kids, basically. Yes, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. kids. yeah. But like, like, what, what do we get? We got three of them. We got three of them, and then like when people uh, uh, asked McFarlane, where where's the other five? You're supposed to have eight culminating in the last the last thorns of the crown and mcfarland was just like huh, i don't answer to you <laughs> well he doesn't answer to anyone he doesn't that, that that's that's mcfarland and hey more power to him he knows what he's doing he's got his he's got his business thing down yeah but it's just it's he bad. makes it he makes a cute looking thing and he's lucky that the animated series was held together with spit and bubble gum and um, hopes and dreams. Well, no, what's his name's voice acting is what really uh, oh uh, brings it home. I know his name is. Right uh, God damn it. They live. Uh, I, I need to know. Hold on. I can't find something that about one up. something about Mary. He's done it all. I, I, I was terrible that I can't recall his name. All of a Keith David. Keith David, yes, master voice man Keith David, just crushes, and um, Saints Row, yeah, like, <laughs> Saints Row, New Mortal Kombat when he's playing Spawn in Eleven, it's yeah. really he's great, just kills it. His great, 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 great. Why? And again, why not just CGI Spawn and put Tony T- or put uh, 
Tony Todd. Yeah, put Tony Todd in. <laughs> Go for it. Make him old, old school Spawn. Um, oh, why not have Spawn? Keith, Keith David do the VO? I mean, I think that would work, but I mean, like, we would also have to have, uh, you know, Spawn outside of the costume. You know what I mean? And then, like, what would he sound like? So that's a whole logistics issue that would, I, I just Fox wouldn't want to deal with. Overdubbed with Keith Davis. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Well, he's not I mean, out of the costume very often. No, but even the head. You know what I mean? Like, like when you just see ha- Jamie he's, Fox, but he's just got hamburger head. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, if it's real he's, to the real to the book, got, he's all jacked up. He's got steak on a grill head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's totally. I mean, masked. like, uh, I don't know. I, I think the logistics of having to mask Jamie Fox. I don't think he would go for it anyways. Jamie Fox is kind of a diva. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's not going to do that. That's yeah. not Jamie Fox would have to be out of the project for it to just full go full Keith David. Yeah. But then it, then it'd be he might I, I don't know I don't know I think he'd be better doing a, a CGI cartoon like Turtles did back in the day. If they got the Imagi team on it, they could really rock it. I mean, Imagi was was even in talks to do what was the what was the the thing they were going to do? Oh, they were going to do Gotcha Mon. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, you can look up look up Imagi Gachamon test footage and cry all night. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Um, because after that Turtles film was so successful, that was the next project and it just didn't happen. And I'm so I'm I'm gonna die mad about it. <laughs> die mad about Gachamon not becoming a, a big property out here. What do you think of the uh, Michael Bay Turtles, Paul? I couldn't even watch it. I watched, really? first, I watched the first few minutes. I was like, "This is awful." <laughs> I could not stand it when they were all fighting in the in the subway and yeah. you couldn't see anything. I was like, "Stop! Get out of here! <laughs> Get out! I'm tired." Of it. Oh, what? What could it be? Who could? Show me! Show me! And it, but it, they don't want to show me because their CG is garbage and the character design is hot trash. Hated those character designs, and I am open to new character designs on Turtles. I was all in on the Nickelodeon uh, 2012 Turtles. Totally cool with all those designs. I mean, I'm even interested in the newest iteration, even though it's way out there. Very, very wacky. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not bringing anything up that's too solid, but it's it's being, being hidden, huh? Yeah, I think they're. I think they're filtering the results. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, I I didn't mind the, I didn't mind the Michael Bay Turtles. I didn't mind, and there there was one big reason why I didn't mind. Um, the the reason I didn't mind, in all honesty, was because he let them behave like teenagers. In so many instances before that, there were wizened old ninjas, and there were uh, you know combat warriors of you know years and years and years, and in the Michael Bay one. They were dumb kids, and they got to behave as such. You know what I mean? And that's really the only real reason I liked it. Like everything else about it was was essentially a dumpster fire, like a uh, fucking grave robber says. Uh, but I'm with you, grave robber. <laughs> like for me, seeing them act like kids was much more important to me than you know the ultra cool ninja fighting stuff. I wanted their attitudes to be right more than I wanted the the action to be, you know, screen correct or whatever. I wanted mm-hmm. to go back to the original like, you know, concept where they were fucking murderers. Right, and make it really dark. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> take, take it take it to the first step issue. Yeah. Oh be a, just a one shot. Yeah. yeah. Why, why the hell do they have swords if they're not cutting off limbs? 
<laughs> that's that's the whole thing. That's the whole problem with a brand like well, the Turtles specifically has that terrible problem of of weapons, and yeah. they, they can't use their weapons because kids will so use the you, weapons. Why do you have them? Like I know, you can't, like hit a guy over the head with a fucking I know. sword, and then it's it wonky, dude. Out. For me, like, 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 but yeah, like, like, that's the only real reason I uh, was able to tolerate the Michael Bay ones. Was right was because like uh, you know when when uh, <laughs> when Splinter's walking around with with the pizza and he's describing the cheese and everything and all these guys they're all freaking out because they're t- they're teenagers and they're hungry, so you know they're like Mikey stay strong and he's like bro it's, it's the pizza <laughs> and I I liked it I like it entertained me uh, don't get me wrong. Everything outside of that, I'm just like, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> Everything outside of that, I'm just like, stop. Well, every, you know, that's the, when you get right down to it again. You know, we're 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 able to sit back and armchair critique all this stuff. <laughs> the fact that any film gets made is a miracle, and the compromises and changes that had to go through are innumerable. And you know, in fact, when a good movie gets made, it's like. Wow, that first Turtles film was just lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. The, the, it the was, very, it really was, and it was darker than than they had expected, you know. And and it got parents upset, and that's what you want. If parents yeah. are upset, you're on the right track because parents should be upset about every piece of pop culture aimed at their kids because everything that is worth a damn aimed at kids should be saying something to the effect of disrupt the comfort of the generation before you. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. That's just that's, Fuck the man. Yeah, but that's the nature of the business, man. If you're not saying something that inherently says disrupt the comfort of the generation before you in some way, even if it's as simple as dye your hair, then yeah. you're not doing anything to advance yeah, societal culture. culture. Exactly. That's your it. So has, your shit has to have a point. So what there has to be a little if, if your parents aren't upset by it, who cares? Yeah. It's probably not worth <laughs> the time. But honestly, I, but, honestly, you kind of converted me. Yeah, fucking, I'm, I'm down with it. Let's go, let's go. You know what? If it upsets them, it upsets them. Fuck them. It's not made for them. And, and I, I think, and I was talking about, must, I was talking with Mustard about this a little while ago. I think we are, we are the first generation, folks in my age and his age, and probably even your age to a certain extent, that we are the, uh, we are the, the, the fundamental chaos of society. Like we embrace things that go fucking wrong. That's exactly what I was just about to say. Was like I don't think that idea necessarily works nowadays because parents nowadays are pretty like pretty okay with most things. No, no, no I'm at like our gen, like I'm, I'm our generation. I'm 26. Most people my age are parents by now. Like, yeah, yeah. So like my age, I'm seeing probably like the whole fuck you attitude probably pertains to us a lot. And, and, and some sort of related relatability, but like back then when the turtles film was made, definitely not. <laughs> like definitely no. that was a whole difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's weird nowadays, right? Because everything that has a message now has is like, yeah, like it's kind of like obvious nowadays where people don't appreciate it as much anymore, right? Well, yeah, everything's well. That's 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 the nature of the beast. And I've seen, I've watched some really in depth stuff about the Simpsons and other other properties but the simpsons specifically the simpsons started out as absolutely skewering you know the modern family you know they were the anti-cosby's kind of thing Mm -hmm. they were they were putting it out there of like 
yo, this is what you're expected to do, but it's of course dysfunctional and hurtful <laughs> for everyone involved. No one's really, <laughs> yeah. no one's really benefiting in this situation. The father is, you know, yeah, the father take the, the father being a fool to the extreme. They're taking all of it, you know, the mom just dutifully doing her thing and housework is her life and that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. but but as the Simpsons gone on and on and on, like the money behind that franchise has co-opted that message completely. That's no longer what the Simpsons is. I still love the Simpsons, but it is not an anti-authority piece of revolutionary uh, culture anymore. That's no. it, but it but it absolutely started that way. Right. And if you're, I mean, if you're a Matt Groening the... fan or you know read Life and Life and Hell, you know what his mindset really is. Yeah. It comes from that whole that whole sensibility and yeah and the tracy ullman shorts were definitely yeah yeah know, that's, that's where the simpsons started I mean, mm-hmm. who's more fucking fuck the fuck the man than tracy ullman especially right. back then yeah, yeah yeah like she used to make some of them like i like i remember i was thinking about this the other day and i was at work and i was like what the fuck has she been up to like I, I, and I looked up tracy ullman and it came up like old old skits of tracy ullman that wouldn't do like wouldn't fly today and i was like i don't remember them being that bad click oh Mm. Yeah, oh. <laughs> but you, you know, and 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 that's just I mean that it's going to change, but you can't unfortunately the money that's behind all of the entertainment that we love now, uh you can't make money pushing Making a radical ag- pushing a radical pulled. agenda. It gets pulled in it ways. Gets, yeah, and yeah, so and like, so the radical agenda is co-opted, yeah. is watered down, is turned into performative slogans, yeah. and that's what we're left with. And we all sit around with our lightsabers and go, yeah, rebels. Mm, I have the empire, baby. I'm as I'm as guilty as I'm as guilty as anyone, you know, of of just of just wallowing in this nostalgia, weird thing. But the scales have fallen from my eyes as far as the Star Wars franchise is concerned. Boy, oh boy, that 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 new that new trilogy. That they're they're. I think they're really going to excise it. I think they're really going to wipe the slate. Before it's over with, because it's it's so bad in every way. (laughs) But like, it's over with. Like, yeah, well, is it? Is it? Yeah, the Skywalker saga is over. Yeah, it's it. That's it. No more Skywalkers. That's no more Darth Vader. Left off. Yeah, no more. No more First Order. No more Kylo. Mando fixed a little bit of that. A lot of it. (laughs) I'm trying. Maybe they can do some more retrofitting. From what I understand, season uh. The next season coming up for Mando mm. is going to retcon and fix a lot of the holes that were between the movies when it when it involves Luke and several other characters. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, like, goddamn, I forgot the fuck I was going to say. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never yelled at my TV as much as when I watched uh, The Rise of Skywalker. I think we talked about this last time. Yeah. Why don't we revisit yep. that? What happened? Yeah. I'm just, I hate it. It's awful. <laughs> you hate it. <laughs> like, I never. Uh, I, I, like it's it's like top three worst films I've ever seen in my life. Was wow. The ending? Was what it are the, the other two? Like, well, All of it. Oh. Other two. Uh, um, the Matrix sequel. Um, <laughs> like I really, I really hated the Matrix sequel. Um, what's another one that just got me? Like, oh my god, I had to shut this off. I can't believe uh, the betrayal. Um, I don't. I don't know that I've. Uh, well, oh, oh uh, and then uh, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith really hurt too. I hated that in the, in the theater. I hated that all the way up to all the way up to no. And then I was just like, 
I almost laughed myself out of the theater. Uh, Ray took the surname Skywalker. Her story's over. Uh, C-3PO is more of a Skywalker than Ray. At least he lost his hand. It doesn't matter. Ray stole the surname Skywalker? Yeah. For no reason? Literally. literally. She was giving it to him. Like The the, the Force Ghost gave it to her. She should have kept Palpatine. Like, all of it, all of exactly. it, trash. All of it, trash. Lies. <laughs> I right. I don't understand how they let J.J. Abrams behind a camera anymore. It's I'll he's fall, a he's I'll a he, he's a war criminal. He's a war criminal. <laughs> he's a Star Wars criminal. That's <laughs> all there is. Star there. He's a Star Wars criminal. Like criminal. J.J. Abrams is a Star Wars criminal, and he should be held <laughs> accountable. Uh, In most Eisley Bay for his Star Wars crimes. Uh, it's just. There's uh, uh, if you read any of the EU, if you if you gave a shit about any of these characters in her life, mm-hmm. they just it's like watching a frog dissection where they're just pulling out organs and setting them on fire. It's the uh, they throw away everything of import. They focus on the dumbest stuff. What happened to Finn? What, what, like me? Okay, so like I, I've yeah, I've done this I've done this take a billion sunset. times. Yeah, he yeah. rolled off into the sunset. Yeah, he was yeah. not. Like, I'm out. Ever after, dude. Oh uh, right, I guess you're right. I yeah. guess it's all good. We'll never know though. No, we'll never. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Yeah, who cares? Let's spend let's Quite spend hard. a movie and a half on him and then throw him away. I mean, like like I I I blame. What's his Ryan Johnson? I blame Ryan Johnson. Like I, the, the, I don't I, every, because they gave him, they gave him permission to go where he went. Yeah, and if they had followed the path that he laid out, it might not have been successful, but it at least would have been interesting. Instead, in that third film, they just worked for an hour and a half to undo the last film completely. Yeah, and then just shit out this stupid. Ray origin, oh, it's the worst. I think awful. Like for me, for me, like like as as you know, as a critic, I can easily just say it was all fucked. But as somebody who like understands how the film industry works and understands somebody like Ryan Johnson's mentality, you know, like Ryan, this is his fucking thing. This is his fucking thing. I'm gonna subvert expectations. Okay, but why? How great because I want to subvert expectations. He made some weird, weird choices, to be sure. Okay, it's but not, the second film is not great. No. But the first film's not great. No. The first film's okay. The second film is... Bleh, and the third the first, one is the worst thing I've ever seen. They should have stopped at Rogue the, One. The first, the first one was a setup, right? Like, we got whole new New Hope vibes. We, we, we were supposed to have, like, literally J.J. Abrams was like, okay, here's a new thing, kind of like the old one, but we're going to kind of take it new here. Here, Ryan. Take this very carefully, the things I have very easily set out for you, and fucking run with it. Put no, your spin on it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he set up anything easily. I think he made it real convoluty from the jump, and it stayed convoluty. Uh, it, it's just... Oh. I think Ryan Johnson took that baby <laughs> that was handed to him and just flung it against the wall. Oh. <laughs> like He was like, oh, I'm supposed to be careful with this child? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just so fucking bad and like i said i've seen ryan johnson's other films right i've yeah, seen he, knives he took out the baby yeah. and made it vegan yeah, yeah i've seen knives out i've seen 
like the other stuff he's worked on. But then I looked up his IMDb and his history is so short. And his history oh, is isn't nothing... Brick. Is Brick his piece? Yeah, Brick is his. Yeah. Yeah. But also Brick was really good because yeah. like the people the people that were writing it with him were like, we're yeah, not gonna we're not gonna do that. Ryan, we're not going to subvert expectations. We're going to tell the fucking story. Well, but then just, everything just else overall, I, I, I don't, you know, the directors, yes, they have a certain say, but they're getting, you know, they have no way to work really in that environment <laughs> either. You know, no, the, the way, I mean, like, you know, even, even JJ can't do anything. Lucas couldn't even, that's why Lucas sold it. He's like, yeah. no one's going to let me toy with this the way i want anymore i'm done yeah i mean like well I, and, I've, and i've talked about that too you know like people bothered him about they want to know about the clone wars they wanted to know about the trade federation that was mentioned in the original trilogy and he was like okay well you understand that this is a lot of bureaucracy there's not a lot of space wizards in this and a lot of people were like i don't care you don't want to know that like, you want to give us information about the world we want to world build and so lucas was like fine i'll make a movie about the fair the trade federation i'll even include some space wizards in it to appease you fans it's going to be a lot of exposition to, and so the trilogies came out and the fans were like well fuck this yeah well it's not they're not good they're not good but they look like shining diamonds compared to the new trilogy <laughs> no one no one and it, it, it comes from lucas yeah. it comes from lucas he does not understand the human heart he does not understand <laughs> the guy's human. a fucking robot he's a robot he, he doesn't is. understand human interaction and it just it just it's so glaring and it and it transferred all the way up through these new films and I, like like you just don't give a shit about these characters no when, when I'm, I'm you know and 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 i get mad you know they got finn and 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 uh poe at the beginning hey finn you're my best friend We've, I've just met you. You're my pal. We're buddies. I, Boy, what a wacky adventure we're on. The simplest <laughs> rules of storytelling and improvisation and theater are yeah. just thrown out the window. Yeah. Sh show, show me <laughs> what is happening. They're not, they, they, uh, they can't just. Mm. Yeah. They, oh, when you involve Lucas in anything in Star Wars, everything is so surface with Star Wars. Like you don't, you can't scratch the surface and get deeper with that. You know what I mean? Like it, with with Star Wars, you're looking at their face value. Just let me care like, about the characters. Let yeah. the characters let the characters have something going on. There's just they don't trust. There's no characters. There's no I mean, characters. So, Rogue, Rogue <laughs> it's the same one. problem as before. Like describe. You know, the old the old classic red letter media litmus test. Yeah. Of of describe the characters without speaking about their wardrobe, their position, their name, uh, you know, where they live, and what was the other thing? The other thing, uh, yeah, uh, like four four things that you can't yeah, talk the, about. The four limits. The four things that you can't talk about to describe those characters, and you can't like you can't even describe <laughs> Poe. Describe Poe. Who's Poe Dameron? Uh, Poe Dameron. Uh, let's, What's the well, characteristic uh, of his of his his character? Again, he's know? a fast talker. He's, 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 he's a, a fast talker. He speaks quickly. Okay. Yeah. Well, like he's like fast talker, like sarcastic. Oh, slick. He's okay. He, yeah. Like he he's has sarcastic. He, yeah, he has the Han, the early Han Solo he's thing. Sarcastic. Like, so so well there now. it is. There it is. The prime, <laughs> the prime descriptor of the character <laughs> is his sarcasm, and sarcasm 
in improv fails because yeah. sarcasm and improv can't out it, it, it throws the balance off because you're because you are literally world building and you are generating all this stuff for people to see and understand in a completely imagined universe you know if you are sarcastic in improvisation then your audience no longer trusts what you say yeah they can't trust what you say because you're being sarcastic. So they can't say, oh, is this really what's going on? Is this really how Poe Dameron feels? Is this really what's going So sarcasm is maybe, you know, once we know you. Yeah. Maybe. But you can't just be sarcastic. <laughs> that's that's not a character trait. That's, that's, that's just shielding. <laughs> They're not letting anyone know who you are. But I, they just didn't. They didn't give in. They give those no, they, anything they, they, to work with. There's no. no dialogue that's worth a shit. There's no. There are no stakes. <laughs> there are no stakes because you don't no. care. You don't no, there's no care. stakes. Yeah, literally. I can, like, I can agree fuck, with that one. Why the fuck do I care about this story? Mustard, like, your your audio low again. You can't care. Here's a world you never saw <clears throat> getting blown up. Care. You know how you make that work? You make it the home planet of one of the main protagonists and show them. That's how it wet worked. Yeah. You saw you saw Leia Organa lose her mind realizing Watching her Alderaan. home world got destroyed. Yeah. Watching you Alderaan go. Yeah. And Alderaan went poof. Not a close up on the whole people in the world going, look at that laser. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to die from a laser. You don't know me, but let me tell you about my story. See? I'm a simple housewife here on planet X. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, that's how fine. That, I'm sure her story would have been far more interesting than any of the other shit. And then cut back to her being blown up. And I go, oh, my God. No, oh, I no. really was invested in that what lady. Was her name again? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, like the, the idea of a guy waking up and scratching his balls right, right before looking out his window. <laughs> And seeing that motherfucker about to hit is far more interesting than anything they put on that screen. Oh, just imagine the dude just waking up, just uh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you know, again, I read the books. Yes, uh, I'm a big Greg Rucka fan. He did a young adult three parter. Which focused on Ray, Finn, and Poe. And there's a whole thing with Poe talking to Leia that is better than anything in the, in the new movies. Yeah. Where you start to understand how Poe was her right hand during some real heavy stuff. And I, he did and he did always rub up against her, yeah. but they but they they had an understanding and they really cared for each other. Mm-hmm. I mean like but, but there, there's none of that history shown, no, or even in understood. The in the, it's, it's uh, hinted at. It's it is hinted at heavily. Like, but, like, like he, he does, yeah, yeah. Hinty, yeah. Hint, oh, that's does, my general. He does some shit that, like, she's like, she's like, I told you not to do it, god damn it, and then he's just like, I had to do it, and like <laughs> later on, they're like talking again, and she's just like, you always were like that, or some shit, some shit, man. Yeah, I don't they, know. they they try, like, but that's yeah, but that it doesn't was, right. that it doesn't was, work. Was... That doesn't work. That's not enough. Yeah. That's not history. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's telling me, hey, uh, she and I have history. In case you didn't know, and I always <laughs> and and I always go against her shit. So just. 
keep an eye out for me disobeying yeah. her. Because yeah. that's my history. That's going to that's <laughs> happen again. Yeah. yeah. That's how Let's it works. Uh, uh, Grave Robber says Rogue One was trash. Poe Dameron is the next solid snake. <laughs> I, I like Rogue One. Uh, no one is hated is more hated than he who speaks the truth, Plato. Uh, yeah. <laughs> talking about there Paul. it is. <laughs> Paul Plato. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean it's like, not, there's not, not there's no argument to be made that those movies were anything but hard, hard garbage. So I yeah, just, honestly, <laughs> I tried to like them for years, but the yeah. more I, I watched them, and the more I like thought about it, I was like, "Man, I saw Phantom Menace seven times uh... in the theater. Seven <laughs> times in the theater. Seven times is awesome in the theater. I just tried. Jin. I tried to find out what I was missing. It was not me. It was Qui Gon Jin. <laughs> You're missing Qui Gon Jinn. Speaking of speaking of which, are you are you excited for the Kenobi series coming out? Nope. Wow, just murdered that. That's a, there's there's no way to to fix that character either. Um, well, I mean, when you have like rebels and you have like uh, uh all, the, all, all the other shows. No, we know how it ends, so nobody cares. The, yeah, that's part of it. Um, yeah, it's a predetermined fate, so it's like whatever. Uh, if you read some of the comic books of late, they've handled it pretty well, but it comes down to the fact that he was a coward, and they were trying to show that he did. You know, Luke kind of went down that same path to mm-hmm. go become a hermit and cut himself off from the force and just you know stop yeah. being stop being a Jedi. Right, he's he's a he's a non practicing yeah, non practicing Jedi. Right? Yeah, yeah, but you can't. There's nothing interesting about an agnostic Jedi who <laughs> who 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 doesn't give a shit anymore. Great, uh, you life beat you, <laughs> life beat you, and you gave up. Compelling I, stuff. Let's make a let, show about yeah, it. Yeah, let's Paul. see. Let's 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 see. Let's see how this. <laughs> like, I am that. Like, if I let this, if I let myself go for two weeks, I am Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. If I don't take a shower for two weeks. I'm Obi Wan Kenobi. Life Angle, I don't think this me. is a place to talk about that, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Huh. Well, I mean, like, I, I'm. I, I was excited. No, yeah, no, man. Kenobi's Kenobi's gonna be crap, just like everything. I I have a rule. I don't do Star Wars spinoffs. Like, I I, I like the main <laughs> the main movies. I am interested in the Boba Fett stories. So, I'm not. Like, oh, yeah. I'm interested in the Boba Fett stories because, uh, I, I don't know. The Book of Fett. I I'm I'm not. I'm not because I'm fucking tired of people saying he's a Mandalorian. Like that's the one thing that pisses me off. Like like. I'm willing to listen like to a, anything a else. No, he's never. None of the Fets are Mandalorians. They just stole the fucking armor. None of the Fets are Mandalorians. None can, of them. You don't understand how that can be confusing, right? Yes, that he's wearing the armor of a Mandalorian, and Mandalorians don't fucking like it. But Even again, in like the series with that, but that's but that's the nature of the Mandalorian people. Yeah. They are they are peopled by adoptees. It's like there's it's like saying somebody's not really a Quaker. Well, they don't have sex. So there are no real Quakers. They're, <laughs> they're people who were adopted into that community. You know what I mean? That's the thing. So there's not there's no technically true Mandalorians. Okay. Ma- uh, the Mandalorian, the title character from the Mandalorian is yeah. not a Mandalorian. No, he didn't he's, he's grow up on Mandalore. Right. That's the that's the thing. So you got to. I feel like you give that 
I I can I can give that. Fine. I can't. I can't because everybody took the oath. Everybody at least belongs to one sect or another. Boba Fett and even his his father Django were just fucking dudes in armor. And then they used the they used similar tactics and they used similar gear, but they didn't have they didn't have the didn't take the oath, they didn't take the credo. He's, he's an agnostic Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> he's a non-practicing Mandalorian who's basically just become non-denominational yeah, non-denominational Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I like, that would be like the episode title. <laughs> like if I didn't already have <laughs> non-denominational Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm Mandalorian, but I don't go to church. <laughs> That's fair. Oh but that, but if you haven't if you haven't read that story, <laughs> uh Bloodlines is some of the best stuff uh in the in the I, EU. I need to check it out. Oh man. Out you can just you can books. read that whole saga or you can just read Bloodlines. Karen Travis knows how to write Star Wars. Oh, and God. that book is awesome. <laughs> and that book if and and because Favreau knows how to do it, I'm yeah. hopeful. Now, but but I just I do not care about Obi-Wan Kenobi anymore. I mean, they, well, uh, another character that they just kind of <laughs> threw into the bus. I don't what do I, you... I agree. I agree with that because you know, like okay, I said, yeah. we, we know how it ends. We know we know what happens to him. So who cares? Right? Like we kind of saw we didn't we never saw the beginning. We saw the middle part and we saw the end. But we don't really need the beginning. Well, I I, 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 I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what time period. My opinion. I don't know what time period Kenobi is going to be focused on. And we do know that Qui-Gon Jinn is going to come back as a Force Ghost. We do know that uh, Hayden Christensen is coming as back as Force Anakin. Ghost. So it's going to be right right in between Anakin and... But it's some, other, something. Other I, don't, I don't know. If, if it's after Qui-Gon, it's after Miss... Or whatever his name is. Uh, it could also... it could They could also do a Witcher and jump between timelines. And, and you know what happens at what point... But I mean, like I don't know. Like I was excited. Now Paul just took that into the backyard and beat it to death with a baseball bat. Hey man, <laughs> I just I I just can't I can't I can't get excited because I've been hurt too many times. <laughs> Not gonna get hurt again. Mandalorian made me feel more Star Wars than I have in thirty years. Years. It's I can crazy. honestly say that. You know, Mandalorian. I'm like, that's it. That's it. That's all you got to do. Create some characters that talk about each other and care about each other. Yeah. Stakes, I think. I consequences. Yeah, I think that's what, <laughs> think yeah. that's what uh, a lot of. I think that's what a lot of the Star Wars was missing was the idea that uh, that they're that their people are caring about each other and like like so much of this got filtered down into Rebels and into into Clone Wars that you know we didn't get to see it in the movies and therefore rebels and clone wars had more heart going for it than the fucking movies did. Well, that's, that comes down to animators have to be actors. And that's why when you get into animated stuff, that's why I'm such an animation freak anyway, is there's, there's nothing there unless there's character. Yeah. You know, Pixar. Tell me a story. Don't just show me. Yeah. 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 Pixar figured it out with a fucking lamp, you know, they got a, (laughs) they got Luxo Jr. And you care about the lamp and it's baby lamp. Yeah. You know, Uh, no words. They just, and it's just show, but you have, you have to be theatrically minded 
when you're creating characters and watch Definitely. what they do. I tell my I tell my improv students all the time, think about some of your favorite movies and your favorite film performances mm-hmm. and your your favorite actors. A lot of times your favorite moments, they're not saying anything. They're not saying anything. Mm-hmm. They're being quiet, reflective. They might be doing something. Yeah, probably. But that's, you know, that's the whole thing. But but they're not, the dialogue is so unimportant. The dialogue is so secondary to the message behind it. And I, I get people, that's what part of my training okay, on that, space that, work. That I can get, that, that right. I can get behind, that part. Part of my training on space work is that's why space work is so important. When you're in an improv scene and you're actually doing some kind of activity that you want to be as concise and realistic with it as possible. Because, and this is my mantra for space work, space work at its best is an extension of your emotional state. So we can learn about a character by the way they turn on the engines for their uh, spaceship. How much did you learn about Han Solo when he had to bang bang the Millennium Falcon to Fonzie it back on? Yeah, kind of like more than a couple of times and even right? in the new series talking about like pieces of it that have rotted off and gone bad. So, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, he doesn't have to say anything. He turns on his engines. Everything's going good. Then it has to beat the machine and it comes back. And, okay. You know, just that tells you a lot about who he is. And how familiar he is with his environment. Yeah. How familiar he is and just and how how he attacks problems. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Brute force. He's not he's not going to go get a, an owner's manual. No. I mean, I he's mean, it, Hit the side of the ship <laughs> until it works. I mean, let's you know? also let's let's. I want to I want to throw a scene into that. I really do. I really do because that, that kind of has my brain active right now. I want to talk about this. The last scene of the fucking Mandalorian where Luke walks in mm-hmm. and just decimates everything. Mm-hmm. That to me was exactly what you're talking about right now. The context yeah. behind. Uh, I have a couple of questions. Why does this have four dislikes and one like? And what is this podcast even about? Uh, we are just a nerd podcast. We're just talking about nerd stuff. And right now we have Paul Mattingly of Ice Cream Social. And we're talking Star Wars. Uh, why it has four dislikes? I have no idea. I really don't care. The internet is toxic hell trash. <clears throat> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like Luke walking into that final scene and literally just pulling a fucking Vader. Like the intention behind that was that this guy cannot be touched. Like he can't be touched at this point in his Jedi journey. You know, he's in the black. He's got the, he's got the, the, the choke neck, uh, uh, lightsaber and it's green. You know what I mean? Like, so using that scene and like what you've seen about it, like, can you, can you, can you put like your spin of that improv space and working within it to that? Well, it's just, you know, you, you you're not exactly sure who this character is right you know you, you but you have you have your guesses but but he's he's walking with purpose right right there's not a movement that is uh there's not a movement that's made that is uh unnecessary right he's very concise right mm-hmm. right everything do 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 small force gestures that are causing big things to happen yes right so that gave you guys a like. Uh, you guys seem fun. Shaking oh, my hand. Thank you very much, Daystar. Uh, so that's that's what's you know that's what's going on. It's it's, it's <clears throat> simple, concise movement, calm, right. 
right? You're like, this this guy isn't Han Solo. He's not no. banging the ship. He's <laughs> he's a surgeon, right? He's a Zen master. He has patience. You see, you see, you, you again, like you can already use descriptive terms by the way he physically moved through the space. You can already start to to glean essence of character by the way he physically uses his body and 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 mind, right? And not to just, mention the the crushing of the robot. Oh my right, god! I was right, like, right. Oh, yeah, you. all that all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and again, you know, we take it for granted that it, that's all force powers, and we kind of know that stuff. But yeah. just even just just watching that scene blank, what that character does physically tells you volumes about who they are yeah without dialogue <laughs> without a single fucking doesn't, line doesn't walk out of the ship and go i'm luke skywalker i've now become a jedi master my hey, powers are beyond your understanding you can't mess with me you should just get out of my way no you know he just goes <laughs> forward does what he has to do do, do 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 and we start to understand things about that character yeah we also start to understand things about that character from the silent reactions of other characters. When including uh, uh, off, what's his name? Yeah, I'm off. What I can't remember. His yeah, name. He loses his shit when he sees that on the monitor. But does he say, "Oh my God, that's Luke Skywalker coming to kill me"? <laughs> no, that was me. Right, <laughs> but he, but but his reaction because that actor is a genius. Also, yeah, he is. He's able to just through his physicality, like he he physically shrinks a little bit. He's got a dark saber in his hand, and he's losing his mind from from sheer terror. What you know? He he just got what is ostensibly the most powerful MacGuffin in this universe in his yeah. hand. Yeah, and now he's full of fear. That starts to give you all these stakes and all this understanding of the threat that this new entity possesses. It's not... I'm not saying anything that people don't understand. The screenwriters have studied for generations. Yeah, and, all no, like, and that's why I wanted your rant on this. But why they don't employ those kinds of maneuvers in any of the previous three films or the prequels why they don't make films about character and character reactions. I don't understand. I don't understand. It, it, I haven't it, seen anything about what you guys are talking about. Dude, you, 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 you need haven't to. seen Mando? You need oh, to. Oh, I'm sorry for the deadly it's, it's, spoilers. No, 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 no. It's oh. been, he's, he's had more than enough time. Fuck him. Uh, uh, but, but, Nathan but, Christensen, but, a scoop, says oh, there, now it has two likes. Welcome, Nathan. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan Christian. Meg um, is here. Hola. Good to see you, Nathan. Take it back to um, take it back to uh, Empire. Yes. All right. My favorite. One of the every, every Star Wars fan's favorite, right? I mean, don't don't, uh, don't, don't let me in with these. What's people. the uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on when Luke goes into the cave? A lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. What's being said? Not uh, nothing. No, it's no, nothing. Silent scene. Well, yeah, you could like you could also apply the same thing to uh, like Darth Vader walking into the. Uh, Absolutely, the his the entrance onto the onto yeah. the. 
Yeah, the captured. Like, uh, you know, not a damn word is said, but you just feel the. the, the Have you seen that TikTok with the dog who watches that scene and freaks out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's yes. a dog watching that scene and he freaks out when Vader he comes onto up. the scene. <laughs> he gets up and he hides behind the yeah, fucking yeah. couch because he's like Vader. Visually telegraphing information. Mm. They're like, "Wow, this guy bold walking onto the scene." There's a bunch of clear killers surrounding him who are uh, obviously subservient to him. And he also has no fear about the fight that was going on. He's not, he's not carrying a weapon. He doesn't appear to be carrying a weapon and yeah, and does not care his nonchalance and his powerful move. It's all physicality, the way you hold yourself so that, okay. So um, again, I'm getting, I'm getting real improv here. There are are three, there are three keys to character. When I teach right. improvisation, mm-hmm. physicality, vocalization, and uh, 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 what's the other one? Oh shit! Physicality, vocalization, and oh my god! Why am I Dick drawing a blank? No, no, no! <laughs> Hammer in the bag. <laughs> oh, emotion, of- emotion, emotion, emotion. Okay, is arguably the most important. Arguably the most important. Those are the three, the three keys. Okay, hold to on. To create gotta, physicality. We got, a, we got a question in the chat. Gregory yeah. Buttocks says, I can ask a question here. Yes, you can, right. man. Yes, ask away. So physicality, vocalization, and emotion are the three right. keys to create a memorable character when you're entering an improvisational scene. Physicality is big in improv because the way you hold yourself, uh, and, and like if you come on with a limp or you come on with wiggly arms or something if you create something that's very specific physically, it's going to be easy for the rest of your party to remember that character when it comes back again later in another scene. And it's going to be easier for you to top right back into it. So, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, right. Then uh, vocalization mm-hmm. right along the same kind of path. How you sound. Darth Vader, excellent, excellent example of vocalization yeah. being a big right. part of his character, right? His vocalization is probably half of his character. You get, you know, three quarters of his character, at least. Right. Like, you yeah. know, like that. That's what it's about. How you sound your uh, the not only your volume, but your your speech patterns. Are you a character that cusses a lot? Are you a character that only talk like this? And that says something about who you are and what your life experience has been. Right. This is a different character. You know, it's it's different. Yeah. There's so yeah. many myriad ways to represent, but again, it also falls in with physicality as easily recognizable when it returns in another scene. Yeah. And 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 then finally, the, the the icing on the cake is emotion, and emotion flows between both of those and informs both of those, and vice versa. That's why it's it's tricky. All three things inform each other. When right. Vader steps onto that onto that uh, platform onto the, the, the captured Tantive 4. Yeah. What what emotion do you see emanating off of him immediately? What's your first reaction? Oh, this is my house now. Yeah. <laughs> Which well give me give me a give me a raw emotional term for it. A raw emotional term would be dominance. Dominance. Great. That's a very specific uh, emotional yeah. term. What what do you you feel the same thing, mustard? I would say uh like he's assessing the situation. Like uh, what's that called? Like um Inquisitive? No, 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 no. Being oh, he's aware, aware. He's super aware at that moment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's aware. So he's so so he's got his vigilance up. Aware and assessing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know what's what's his physicality? 
How's oh, he holding himself? He's super confident. He's super confident. You just yeah, pick that yeah. up immediately, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. This guy he's is walking the shoulders back. Right. Shoulders strut, are back, yeah. strutting. Yeah. Do you do you think he's strong? Definitely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh, you know, uh physicality, vocalization, and emotion. Uh and we already talked about vocalization, how strong that is with him. Oh, and, yeah. and and what you know, what does the what's the emotion that that rings out from that voice? That's it's, it's 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 cold. It is dark, cold. it is evil. Mm-hmm. Angry. I, I think yeah, I think even some fury behind it, like the way fury, you sure, fury, yeah. even stronger than anger. I would say, yeah, yeah. So, in in mere moments, you start to get a picture of a character yeah, through through the through the pieces of the puzzle that that give you character. And in improv, you don't have costumes, voice modulators, uh, and and a, an AD framing you up just right. <laughs> you have to do you have to do all that yourself. You're the director also in yeah. an improv scene. So you have a lot of extra work to do. So in that moment in those moments, you, you have to very quickly make make clear, concise decisions and put it out there as to what you're feeling, how you're moving, and, and what your motivation is behind that. And uh, I think it's really neat that we can juxtapose that entrance to Luke's entrance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we can I mean, juxtapose it just right. Apples and trees, right? <laughs> I mean that's Dramatic. the thing. That, that's, his, that's, bitches, his, yeah. that's his kid, you know. He's got to have a little bit of that in there. That's his uh, kid, and that makes but, and that makes sense. But look at entrances from the prequel trilogy. Look at entrances from the new series. Very so, vague and kind of boring. Yeah, like, okay, vague. So. Vague is the key word, mustard. Yeah. Vague is the key word. Specificity is so necessary to move things forward. And yeah. to let and to let the audience trust. Yeah. Everyone in these new movies is so scared to offend or create a character that not everyone's going to love instantly <laughs> that nothing gets done. Nothing I mean, gets so, done. And that's the problem with early improvisers. They don't want to make hard choices that they feel they're going to lock themselves or their partner into. into. But yeah. that's a but gift. Then it's, yeah, Being locked that's into a choice is such a gift. You have yeah. you have a, a wall to bounce off of. You have a step to start from. Otherwise, yeah. you're just a vague, wishy-wash thing. Yeah, boring. It's like, yeah. Boring. So, like, boring. I guess, so describe Poe. What's his physicality? It's fucking boring. It's boring. <laughs> well, let, me, let, me, uh, let me answer this question real quick. What are some tips to improve voice oh. modulation? Oh, I don't that, know. That is, a, you, that is way too broad a question, man. You have to narrow that down incredibly. Uh, <laughs> are they worried modulation. about our modulation? I don't know. Or maybe know. what he's what he getting on his side? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Nathan Christensen, Vader co- comes in as a conquerer. Absolutely. You yes. get you get those Very vibes. So. Um so so again, seriously, like 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 let's describe Poe. Describe Poe's, describe Poe's physicality. Average. 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 Okay, again, yeah, you're and you're Boring. right. He just he's just he's just a guy. Yeah, he doesn't hold himself cocksure exactly. He doesn't no. hold himself like a wimp. He's no. just there. He's average. just there. What's his vocalization? Average. Again, average. Average. He doesn't really get super high, doesn't get really super low. He yells occasionally. He's a bit aggressive. He's a bit aggressive. Yeah. A little a little aggressive on his yeah. on his tone. A little. Yeah. What's his emotional state? Average. Uh, <laughs> average. <laughs> average. <laughs> Well, again, like that was part of the problem, right? The very yeah. first scene you see him in, he's kind when of Kylo is when Kylo is threatening, interrogating him. him. Yeah, right. Yeah. How does he respond? 
with sarcasm. It's kind of Precisely. a frenzy. And yeah. what did we say about sarcasm? We can't, can't trust, trust him. him. You can't yeah. trust it, and you and it yeah. doesn't move anything forward. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an emotional shield. And I, I, I think, and you I can't put up way... your emotional wall immediately when I don't know where you come from as an emotional at all. And another thing is that it's it's too easy as a writer to make funny dialogue than it is to actually create something meaningful and serious. No. Well, if you no, want to get I... real deep into the whole uh, thing of it, this is more my comedy partner, Matt. Ah. He really goes on the whole thing of comedy comes out of tension. Comedy is and, and, and I've learned this in different ways from a lot of different teachers. Liz Allen talks about the humor rubber band, the funny okay. rubber band that you keep pulling back. The more tension that there is in a scene, the higher the stakes, yeah. the, the bigger the release can be when something humorous or even just out of place or whatever does happen. Right. But if the first thing you do after you're getting threatened with your life is go eat my balls, <laughs> then, then, then you've deflated the balloon completely. Yeah. Yeah. And there then you clearly feel like there's no threat. Yeah. And you're not only undercutting your own emotional stakes, but now our grand villain for an entire new trilogy has been turned into a joke. A joke. It's, it's in, a bitch. In yeah. two minutes of this beginning of the fucking movie, you've yeah. turned the threat that Kylo poses into a joke. And yeah. granted, that's sort of his arc, which fucked up decision to yeah. make the arc of Kylo Ren, he's dumb and nobody likes him. I mean, well, hold on. Hold on. Let's so pause that ben. one. Nobody likes him. Yeah, poor let's Ben. Pause. Let's pause. Let's pause that. Let's not remember that in the extended universe, Han Solo's kids that are named Anakin and uh, Jason uh, Janna. Jason. Right? Jason, Jason and Jana, yeah, yeah, Jason and Jana and Anakin, and like they, one of them does literally try to follow the fucking dark side in the extended universe, and it is laughed out of it, like literally laughed out, like what? I'm sorry, what? You're a, you're a solo, and you're trying to come here? Nah, no, 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 no. You're never gonna commit to this side. Please take your shit and leave. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We're, no, we're not going to track you. No, we're not going to bother. No, just you're a joke. Please, please just go. You're making yeah. the rest of us look bad. Just, just go. <laughs> Thank you. And that, Thank that's you. basically what happened to Kylo, right? He was like essentially the garbage boy. Yeah, right? no, and, and it happens in the books. And it happens in the books. And it's so hor horrifying in the books, right? Because there's this giant buildup. Like, Paul, you know what I'm talking about. There's yeah. this giant buildup about, like, Anakin and the name and, and the path of the dark side and why Luke is involved and why Leia is involved. And then he gets to, like, this maestro character. And the guy's just like, <laughs> you're solo. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And it's no. one thing to be denied uh the career and life that you want by a mentor. Yeah. But it's another, we don't, we don't know Kylo's story and we don't even really know Kylo's story at all through the flashbacks. They no. fucked that up too. Yeah. They completely even fucked up the Knights of, of, Re of, uh, don't, right. Don't, don't get me started. Well, I'm saying like, don't do who, it. <laughs> who even gives a fuck about any of it? Yeah, like, don't, don't get me started. Don't get bald. You've been Star Wars for like half an hour. You guys realize that? Oh, well, because it's, we're it's nerds, easy. bro. Well, you, but you can, it's you easy. can. There's so, there's so much good there. And I love what Nathan just said. If you created Jar Jar, you'd watch your steps forever too. And that's another <laughs> one that you start watching more of that, and you realize Jar Jar would have been an awesome character. 
if they had if they if they stuck with him going dark, which was what it was all about. Dude, yeah. it's legit. He is he is a, a Sith master. He is a Sith and, Lord. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and they just they chickened out at the last minute. They chickened out. It's I think, awful. Why did they include is, uh, all the scenes they did? Oh, have you is, seen those those actual scenes where he's mouthing yeah, the words? Mouthing yeah, the like words, he's totally like able to control people. Shit. Amazing, yeah. amazing. All those and and all those jumps that he can do and all that shit. Yeah, but he's just a, like in there. Like, and when you like, see those create those uh artist renderings of him going like full velociraptor yeah. ears spread out like death and just yeah, he would have been an amazing villain and what a journey I guess. what a journey what a what a wonderful yeah. thing to see happen wait wait what the fuck <laughs> but we're not we're not allowed in this new iteration to that? have we're not allowed to have consequence and we're not allowed to have characters that people dislike look at that that's so cool man like who do you even dis- you can't even dislike kylo ren <laughs> by the I end of the like fucking Kyle. series what a joke I'd rather, I'd rather i mean you dislike Carter. him but you don't dislike him through the through the actions of the filmmakers and through the storytellers yeah. you dislike him because you're like He's what a, a bag of bag of bag of crap this whole thing turned out to be for poor adam driver but what a bag of dicks <laughs> what a bag of crap but but he uh he never does anything that's so irredeemable other than murder his father well but that even that it, it comes from nothing <laughs> nobody cares there's no point though there's, no. there's no point to it like it doesn't like unlock a secret fucking plot line exactly. that we never knew or like he exactly doesn't go anywhere it's like exactly. okay he's dead now Bye, like, if there was some <laughs> sort of stiff <laughs> ritual where he comes and brings his bloodied saber and lays it on a on a a, a you know, a plate and they do some kind of incantation and it's like this saber and not only has been modified by you, but now it is christened in the blood of your enemy. And, you know, but then it gets, it it gets too dark. See, that's exactly, it was going to go too dark and they got scared because Jar Jar as a Sith is terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I would have fight that guy. Yeah, Kylo Ren right. shirtless is all I have to say. What Jar Jar was the first Disney character, and they could have saved it by letting him develop instead of uh, staying a comedic uh, yep. role. Yeah, I, I look. <laughs> what we're saying, a, you're agreeing exactly. It's exactly it. Is it is? They threw it in the toilet. Frightening. There's so, but there's so many examples in Phantom Menace where he is clearly manipulating <laughs> stuff. When he juggles that uh, wrench. Yeah. When he gets zapped and he accidentally throws a rent, a literal wrench in another pod racer's pod. Like, whoops, well, well, I'm so clumsy. I totally sabotaged this man's engine. Whoops. By what accident. Do? Yeah, exactly. Easy. Exactly. Yeah. Evil Jar Jar would have been dope. It would have been awesome. And you can kind of tell when you look at the other Gungans and the way that they, you know, many of them, they, they don't know. They, well, they, they, they're scared of him, right? Yeah. yeah. At they're the this... beginning, they're scared of him. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're like this bitch. <laughs> this guy is so not cool. Trouble. Yeah. That get we kicked him out. out. Like, yeah. Get him out. But they, yeah. but they chickened out, man. They chickened out and they, and they, and they let, they let, I don't know whose decision it was to go with that vocalization for him. But boy, oh boy, was that a mistake. Well, have you, you've heard the original cuts, right? Of the actor in the suit. Mm-hmm. And his his are his are a lot more uh, 
even like even the speech pattern is much more normal than like the whole gungan thing they yeah, decided to do. They didn't have to go for that whole level. No, weird. evil Jar Jar is dope. Misa kill many Jedi. Misa makes sure you suffer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> evil Evil Jar Jar would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. Yeah. See, look, he even says in an, in an interview that he regrets it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, Ahmed Best. Poor guy. He got suicidal over the whole thing. That oh, was man. bad. Poor Ahmed Best. He went through it. Yeah. And that's the whole thing too. That that's the other thing that gets me so upset with Star Wars is that, uh, from Ahmed to uh, Finn, who's that performer's name? I'm it's terrible. Um. Uh. Attack Finn? the block. Yeah, uh, Finn's yeah. Um, Boyega, so, John Boyega. John Boyega. <laughs> you want to, so I mean, good. we can get into a whole nother discussion on uh, Lucas it's... and Lucas and race. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't handle black characters well either. Um and it's just it that that character was just done dirty. It was Finn Finn should have become a Jedi. He should have. I absolutely force, agree with he's that. He's force sensitive, right? He's mm-hmm. a force. He's a force user. He's not that force was, sensitive. He's a force user. Yeah, and that was a big thing that they were hinting at with the second film was what that not only Jedi or yeah. or you know people who are of that certain bloodline can, can yeah. truly you can learn anybody can be a Jedi. So it's, it's the whole anyone can be Spider Man kind of thing, yeah. which is a great a great thing to put out there, right? That's yeah. a, that's uh, that's a of, wonderful message to to, to put out there. But then they just threw it away. They threw it away in the most gross cavalier way. Like not only can only Jedi be Jedi, but even even dark Jedi are all just created by this one weirdo that's been living in a cave for fifty years. What what pissed me off the Joke. most was that they refused to make gray Jedi a thing. They fucking refuse it. It's it's in the books. Mm-hmm. It's 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 all discussed in the books that there is a great Jedi that there are great Jedi's and that they do great things and even even fucking Qui Gon Jinn was supposed to be a great Jedi that was literally supposed to be set out to be canon but they didn't want there to be a third option so they canceled him being the great Jedi mm-hmm. and I have always said that the tri- the, the entire Skywalker series starts with the death of a great Jedi which is Qui Gon and ends with the birth of a great Jedi which is Rey. And that's the way I capped it off. And I and I say everything between that is kind of how you interpret it. And it's a it's a very good possibility that at some point that arc was talked about and even thought as part of a, a oh, possible yeah. way to take it. But the but when you learn about how JJ just had no plans for what the third no. one was going to be, he didn't know up to like two weeks before they're shooting <laughs> the final stuff. He doesn't know if Ray is really from palpatine or not yeah and and i and i blame what's your name the one that was running it at the time who was you know when when you go to a company and you say okay i want to make a star wars movie they say do you have a concept they say yes okay well what is your concept because we have what we want to make so let's go ahead and talk this out we'll combine concepts and we'll go forward from there but this chick was just like i just want to give it to whoever the fuck and just let them do whatever the fuck and so when JJ, somebody who's very used to not working on someone else's fucking IP, came in, they were like, yeah, just, just have it. Let's just go. So Grave Robber. So here's another. This is You can listen to my full rant on other podcasts about this, too. So I've talked about this several other times, too. But in regards to black characters um, and, and Lucas's inability to handle them, and this goes back to, to Lando. But, uh, but yes, my theory has always been that Mace Windu was, in fact, an agent of the Sith as well. 
and they chickened out at the last minute because they, he can't, Lucas couldn't, he, he went, oh, wait, every time a black guy shows up, he betrays, <laughs> he betrays the someone, he betrays the rebels and is, and is actually a bad guy in disguise. I've got to watch myself here. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a little bit predictable, but yeah. it's when th- this is my, my thing here. When Yoda is in conference with Qui-Gon and Qui-Gon's a force, a force ghost, right? Yeah. So Yoda's in, co- in conference with Qui-Gon and they're, uh, they're doing their chit chat. Um, who comes in and breaks up the connection? Oh, uh, Mace. Yeah. Yeah, it is yeah. Mace. Yeah. Why would that be? Why would another good Jedi oh. destroy oh. the connection between the force of Qui-Gon and Yoda? There is a, there is an actual explanation for that. Nobody liked Qui-Gon. Nobody liked that Qui-Gon. That's why he didn't have a seat. That's great. why he didn't have a, a voice in the console because but, he but was it, But it comes down to like there's so many other, like there's so many other little things. Yeah. Why wouldn't he immediately alert the entire council when he discovered that uh, what's it, that Palpatine was evil? Yeah. Why wouldn't he have put out a full bulletin? Because for the story to work, he can't. But but the yeah. real the real reason is he wouldn't have in the original thought process because he was also an agent of the Sith. Also granted, yeah, he's there, always there's... he's always dismissive of Sith infiltration. And here's the big one. Here's the, <laughs> here's the huge one that puts right. the cap on on why Mace Windu is an agent of the Sith. Okay. Okay. The, okay. So G- Grave Robber, this one's going to crack it for you. When Mace Windu lands on uh, Genosha, right? And this is during uh, this is uh, uh, the second film. Uh, they're having the giant fight in the arena. Right? Yes. Okay. And the big mystery is who ordered the creation of the clone army on core on uh what's the water planet? Oh um uh, Camino. Cam- uh, yeah, Camino. Who ordered the construction of the of the clone army on Camino? We still well, don't know. We still don't know, right? Do we know? God, they say yeah. Cypadeus. They, they say, say Cypadeus. But do we ever Find out, construct, con- confirmed who that is or what. What's no, going on? because right. because they the what are they called the Genosians? Yeah, they they also prioritize privacy and they even set that the the Caminoans, so, the Caminoans. Yeah, they yeah, keep yeah. The, they keep the in- info secret. Everything. However, tight. however, there was one person who would know who it was that ordered the creation of multiple clones of their own person, and who would that be? Django Fett. Django Fett. Mace Windu walks up and immediately beheads the one man who can tell you who Sifo-Dyas is. That is actually he silences. He silences the only loose end that has the answer to who ordered the clone army. That's that's actually pretty fucking compelling. I got. I got. I'm gonna have to think about that. How many times do Jedi just straight up murder people? Often. Uh, when mean, it comes to uh, when it comes to people like Windu, who was pretty much half dark, half light, the uh, only time he was just a straight up agent of the Sith. I'm telling you, they rewrote it at the eleventh hour. 
I, I I wouldn't doubt it like like at all. I like I wouldn't doubt that like in the slightest fucking bit. Like to me, I think that Windu saw everybody else is kind of below him, except for somebody like Palpatine. Like if it, if it was a threat of any kind, Windu was just kind of one of those like, well, fuck this guy, take him out. Fuck that guy too, take him out. But then when it came to like political figures and shit that he could use, I think he, like, he right, I right, think he was supposed to be the the new mall, the new traitor. I think yeah. he was supposed to be the new, the new Padawan, the Sith Padawan, whatever they're called, the Apprentice. Apprentice. Yeah. 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 So I let's. Think he was the, the second, the new, new Sith Apprentice, but they changed it at the last minute. So let's let's move past that and let's talk about Dune. I know Dune is just what's one of my favorite books, and it's one of my guilty pleasure movies. You know, when you're watching Dune and you're just like, God, this is dumb, but I want to watch every single every single minute of it. Uh, have you seen it yet, or are you are you planning? I haven't seen it yet. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to watching it. Did you watch the new one? No, not yet. Like, I'm working up to it. I'm working up to because like I I've I've talked to several people, including like a Crocodunk Scoop, uh, that have been like, it's fucking great. You're gonna love it if you've read the books. I'm like, I have read the books, and that's kind of what my issue was with the last one, right? (laughs) Like, like yeah, okay, cool. All these weird zany characters went a little bit different, right? Yeah, like. when you when you're watching the movie and you're just like, I don't, I don't. That that wasn't supposed to be like that. Um, why is why is David Bowie here? Valid <laughs> 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 <Ballad> questions. <laughs> why why is Sting a thing in this? I don't. The, the, the guy was the, the guy was described as a, as a large Australian-looking guy. You got Sting, David Bowie. Oh, Sting, and oh. and David Bowie over there, who's supposed to be a desert dweller. Mm. I, mm. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to watch the new one, dude. I'm fucking. Uh, I'm, pr- I'm probably gonna watch it after this. After after we wrap with this, but I I really wanted to know about Dune because like there, there is it? is it on H it's on HBO it's, Max it's or? on HBO Max and there is there was there was so much cool shit that was introduced to there and it kind of was like are are they stunt casting with Jason Momoa or is he gonna fit the character? Do you guys think? I have no idea. Which like, character is he playing? Again, I don't watch previews, so I don't know. Is he in the Patrick Stewart role? He's uh, I think I think he's in the Patrick Stewart. I think he's a that's mentor. It, that sounds fine to me. That sounds fine. Yeah, because like mm-hmm. he's he's the, he's the, he's the jaded warrior. Mm-hmm. He's a jaded warrior that teaches the young king. So there's a there's a lot of it there. So I was just like I was wondering if that's like a stunt caster. If you guys think he fills the role, because like me reading the, rereading the book just a few years ago after first hearing of the reboot, I was like, hmm. is this another David Bowie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's I think it's probably better than that but i mean they're all everything now is stunt casting to a point it's all names yeah, yeah. very true but I, we have been going for a while and paul i you're, you're coming with us to the post show because we got a lot of stupid shit to react to and not just okay. straight up nerd shit so but well just to just to preface this because we are going to have to talk about it on the post show we do have a new number one oh. industry baby by little nas x i haven't seen this video uh, paul? Jason Momoa. i haven't seen it but i'm sure it's good it has Jason Momoa in it. It has Jason Momoa. I'm not what kidding. Uh, love seeing that you aren't actually in the wrong house, says Nathan Hot Dog Scoop. Well, yeah, it's uh, 
I don't know if he is. There's people behind him that really yeah. looking at him with a scared eyeball. <laughs> oh yeah. But Paul, we do have a tradition of uh, our guests helping us sell our Patreon. So would you mind please telling everybody what they get for the low cost per month? Uh, let me would you like me to I zoom in a little bit? Zoom it in for me there, please. Yeah, because my uh, old eyes are not uh, not what they used to be. Let's uh, let's take this in for. Is that is that better? Uh, it's getting there. Can you make the thing even oh, that, bigger? Okay, I think I can. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. There we go. All right. So just scroll up as we go. All right. So if you want to join and become a Patreon for VG for the VT Network, yes. Uh, what you want to do is you could just for as little as one dollar a month, you can join as a First Blood member, and from that you will be able to name. Uh, you can choose a name or a name or of choosing in the credits of every episode. Your name will pop up in the credits. Uh, yes. Is that the only thing on that one? That is the only thing on that one because right. it's literally. Well, I, I, we're going to expand it. We're going to expand it. We're going through an expansion. And so you just got to scroll up for me so I can see the rest of the uh, rewards. Oh no, that, that's it for that one right now. Okay, there we go. Now we go. All right. So if you join at the three dollar a month level. You will get the name of your chosen, the name of your choosing in the credits of every episode. You will also get access to the post show that releases every Wednesday, and you'll get a minute with DJ that he's going to pick up this week. Look at that! Uh, if you want to go in for five bucks a month, still incredibly affordable, you can get access to the monthly movie re uh, reboot. Uh, monthly movie roast. I'm sorry. You yes. get access yeah. to the post show every Wednesday. You get your name read out loud at the end of every episode, name of your choosing in the credits of every episode and stickers each month. Also a giveaway every three months. You get registered for that and a minute with DJ. So lots of value as the tears go up. Oh yeah. Three simple selections to be made. Yes. Put your money where your mouth is. Help out these nerdy guys. Boom. We appreciate it. Yes, very much so. Mustard. Uh, yes, sir. Where the, where the fuck is it? I don't know, man. That's, that's, no, hold, give me a sec here. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the goddamn. Oh, there it is. <laughs> All right. Mustard, sell them the merch. Yo, we got, we got everything, bro. We got hats. We got pillows and stickers and, uh, we got uh what else, what else? We got bath mats, shower curtains, we got mouse pads, uh red bubble. No, no, what is it? VT network redbubble.com. Yes. Yeah, and if the prices are too high, let us know. We can lower them a little bit. We don't really care about you know making money, we just want you to wear our stuff in public if you want want to you know be, be associated, associated with us. Associated with us, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, we got a whole bunch of shit. Check it out. Uh, VTNetwork.redbubble.com. There yes. you go. And this is your design, Mustard. You did this. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to make another one, man. We should probably get that one off. Probably probably take that one off. I'm going to make another one. I'm going to get it to procreate. I, I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in there. Do something nice. All right. Well, let me, let me let me close that out. And uh, if you, everybody, and don't forget the disgusting dead man segment. Yes, if you buy merch and it equals up to a total of seven dollars or more, and send me a receipt, you can send me a video in an attempt to disgust me and make me gag or ruin <laughs> my day. Yep. And that is by seven dollars worth of merch. Let me know. 
<sighs> I'm also actually just thinking about making that a tier, just tier $7. And one of those tiers is once a month, you get to submit a video to discuss the dead man. I'm thinking about it. How about once a week, you get one video. Oh, God. once a week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Once a week? They're, they're oh, my God. Like $7 of hard-earned money. Oh, uh, to a bunch of fucking jackasses like us. <laughs> we need, they need something, right? I don't know. Paul, what do you think? But, once a week, name? once a month. Now, what do you think, Paul? You're, you're deciding my fate once here. Once a month. Okay, once a month. All right, all right. $8. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, if you want it once a week, fuck all right, so, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I hate you guys. That's two for two, though. We need a tiebreaker. Somebody else needs to vote in. I think Grave Robber said he wants it once a week, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So, that's Mustard okay. and Grave well, Robber. Me and Paul want it once a month. But if you want to get in contact with us, it's vtnetwork84 at gmail.com. That is all your suggestions, complaints, telling us to go fuck ourselves, or if you even want to be on the show, vtnetwork84 at gmail.com. Anything else on any social media, you're going to find us at vtnetwork number two. And that way you can get uh, you can get in touch with us and we'll also uh, fuck you, Lofus, you piece of shit. We'll, see. we'll, see. we'll try to make it a tier. We'll try to make it a tier in the Patreon. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll I talk about you it so much. Uh, but with all that said and done, I want to thank uh, Paul Schroyer, the Magic Squirrel Network, for keeping us on and keeping us going and for giving us access to the stuff we have access to. I also want to thank our very limited... Uh, <laughs> Patreons, which are Lofus, fuck you, the Grave Robber, fuck you too, the Raging Caucasian, Cheyenne, Carol, Sherry Finks, Mr. Blacklung, and Gibby. Thank you guys so very, very much for your donations. Everything's going back into the show at this point until I, I figure out a cheaper and <laughs> more mon monotonous way to do this without costing us so much money. However, with all that said and done, though, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up and head to the post show where we're going to talk about industry, baby and probably some path of pain and whatever the hell else comes across our, our stage nice so uh with all that said and done mustard oh actually you know what say good night paul good night paul i love it <laughs>